This is episode number 815 on the power of storytelling. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Khalil Gibran said, the appearance of things change according to the emotions, and thus we see magic and beauty in them, while the magic and beauty are really in ourselves. Today, we've got a powerful episode. It's from some of my favorite people that I've ever interviewed, and it's the people that make us inspired, make us wonder, that make us believe in something greater than ourselves. It makes us believe in magic. And I've had some incredible magicians and illusionists on the show over the years. And they're always some of the most fascinating people for me because I want to understand what's inside their mind. How do they captivate an audience? How do they have the entire room, their attention on one thing and make them see something else? How do they get people to believe in something that actually didn't happen, but create such an amazing experience at the same time? We've got Darren Brown, one of my all-time favorites. He's a hypnotist and illusionist and a mentalist who began his career in UK. And he has done some incredible Netflix specials that just literally blow my mind. Every time I watch them, I'm always inspired. He's got best-selling books, unbelievable TV shows, and a live performance as well. And you're going to make sure to check him out, Darren Brown. We've got Lior Souchard. When I saw him perform live years ago, I was just there. I'm always able to figure out what some of the acts and what some of the things are that people do on stage, I couldn't figure out how he did any of it. It blew my mind. And he continued to blow my mind in this segment here. Julius Dean, who's one of the hottest up-and-coming street magicians and illusionists, who has blown up on social media. He's one of the most recognized social media stars for his mind-blowing magic and hilarious comedy with travel culture. We've got Oz Perlman, world-class entertainer and one of the busiest mentalists in the country whose clients are huge politicians, professional athletes, and A-list celebrities. He's on the media and the press. I see him constantly on the Today Show and GMA and, and on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He's done some incredible things. We've got Penn Gillette, who is the world-renowned magician duo Penn and Teller. He's been over 40 years with Penn and Teller, and he's redefined a genre in magic and inventing their own very distinct niche in comedy, the longest-running act in Vegas as well. And in this interview and series, we talk about the power of storytelling and people's desire to be fooled, why we want to be fooled and tricked, how wonder is individual but universal. We talk about quick tips on maximizing your social media impact and your audience impact, how giving away some secrets captivates your audience, but not all of them, and the importance of putting yourself in the audience's shoes first. I'm very excited. Make sure to share this. Tag me. Tag the people that you're listening to as well when you're listening to them. lewishouse.com slash 815. Very excited about this one. Let me know what you think. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. 
Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back, and there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a business day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious flavors flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the Magician Masters. I've toured for like 20 years in the UK, and in each I do a brand new show every two, every two years. So this show, Miracle, was like one of the recent shows. And in that whole experience, that kind of career, nothing nothing was as interesting as doing this every night and see, because you basically, there's, there's kind of two components to this idea of faith healing, at least as I see it, and certainly as I was doing it, and I was learning from the faith healers and using their techniques. One is adrenaline, so you create, as you know, you know with your own background, uh-huh. really, you're not really Peak feeling state, pain. Yeah, feeling like, yeah. yeah. So if you get adrenaline going, it's a painkiller. That, that, that's the first thing. So if you've, if you've got a, like, if you've got some back pain, and you know, a, a and you're slouched line, in a bad, yeah. A wild lion walks into the room, you're not worried about your back, right? You, right. The pain goes, so you, you, adrenaline kills pain. That's the first part of it. The second part of it, which is where it gets really interesting, is the stories that we tell ourselves, which is a, a recurring theme in my interests and in mm. life and work, and how we get restricted by that. And what was what I didn't expect was how, I thought it was gonna be people saying, oh, I had back pain and now it's gone. But within a week of doing the show, I remember a woman coming up in floods of tears, she was maybe in her 40s, she'd been paralyzed down one side of her body since being a kid, and for the first time she's able to move her no arm. Way. And this is how you can, of course, you can start to go mad as the healer and start to believe in it, right? And Believe you're like a god. Starts to take an effort to think, that, yeah, exactly, this isn't something I'm doing, this is something you're doing. So that psychological component, so basically, it's like 
the part of our, you know, the, not for everybody, of course. I'm only dealing with a percentage of the audience, yeah, right? Yeah. So you, I got maybe two, three thousand people in the audience, yeah. and here are three hundred, right? Yeah. So we, we're, we're kind of numbers yeah, are getting. Most smaller. people aren't feeling it, or maybe they didn't have pain, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then the number that get invited up is smaller again, right? It's like the more um, suggestible people, or the more like the people. Yeah, exactly. The people that certainly experience the most. But the fact that. You know, if you x-rayed this woman before and afterwards, clearly nothing has changed, right? But mm. her, somehow in the story she was telling herself about this condition, I can't move my arm, this is something I live with, it's a restriction that I have. Maybe the, a bit of adrenaline at the start, and then the kind of the, the challenge of like, if you couldn't move something before, try it now, notice what's different and come up and tell me. Just that sort of, okay, I'll think about it differently, just snapped her out of it. She's not just feeling a difference, she's actually kind of physically moving. And night after night, these things happen. And it varied from night to night, and some nights were, were more dramatic than others, but it was extraordinary. And then, and again, percentage is getting smaller, right? Yes. So now we're in the top, like, probably half a percent, which is always going to be kind of extraordinary. But people then saying, like, a year later, this is, you know, Curing. this is a permanent thing. Again, I'm thinking, it'll work for 10 minutes when they're on stage. Right, because they get the adrenaline and yeah, they're... But they'll, they'll go back yeah. and they're going to be as they were, which is which is where those healers, where it starts to get nasty. Because yeah. then they're saying, if you if this healing doesn't last, it's, you know, it's your fault. You didn't mm. have enough faith and so on. So that's where it gets nasty. So I, I'm i being open and saying, look, you're going to go back. It's probably going to be the same. Don't throw those pills away, right, right, right. regardless yes. of what I said earlier on. But... Some people it, was, it works for. It, so it continued to work. Well, here's the thing. You know, my my girlfriend Jen, she's a doctor of physical therapy, and she she works on people who are in chronic pain, right? right. Who are broke, who pulled muscles, who like have bad neck pain, you know, back pain, knee pain, all these things, joints, and she'll get them on her table mm-hmm. and literally have them start changing the story around. It's an emotional thing that they're holding on to. They're just really tight. And when you get people to relax, they can usually move better. And the pain goes away. And so the way you were doing it, I was just watching. I was like, wow, you're just getting people to really relax. You have them take deep breaths. You have them, like, I think, close their eyes at one point. See the best version of yourself. But it wasn't really even relaxed. It wasn't like a... Because you can't stand on stage and have people just relax for 20 minutes. You know, it was... It was... was, it was just amazing. It was just it's like crazy, it, was, it was. It was. Yeah, it was crazy. And it, and uh, and then I started to think. Well, maybe I could. Um, maybe I could like present this as a as a thing because you could pack out stadia if you said this is a secular healing show. You know, I'm not making any claims. And, but that's that is when you start to go mad because we never advertise it's a healing show because. But you course, heal people there, or people are. Yeah, but you don't better. want people coming to the show no, wanting no, no. healing because yeah, then, yeah. then you're into a kind of a dark area. So but, anyway, yeah. But was, what you do, which is even cooler, is you start to guess where people's, or not guess, I shouldn't say that, but you start to call out where people's where pain people's is. Where people's pain is. And, and yeah, you're just, yeah. by looking at them, it's like your left knee, and they're like, what? And like, yeah, my left knee can't, you know, whatever. And that isn't someone going, Ugh, Yeah, yeah exactly. Obvious, but but yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but again, I'm using, I'm using the techniques that the healers, that the healers use. Really? And what, what are those? Are you allowed to share? Or? I always find if I, if I say, oh, this is how... How, mm. This is how they do it. People then go, oh, okay, well, that wasn't how the healer I saw. Or the psych, you know, uh, I do a lot of stuff debunking like psychics and mediums. mediums yeah. And I never say exactly how I'm doing it because mm. then people go, all right, well, that's not how my guy did it. I did this one um, in one of the stage shows I did. I had people up on stage and I did, I did mediumship, right? But I'm debunking it as I'm doing it. So I'm saying, really? I've got your grandmother here. Her name's, is, her name's Alice. Is that right? 
They're like, yeah. And she's How saying, do you know the name? And she's saying, that's, that's my secret. <laughs> and she's saying, and she's not saying anything. I'm lying to you, you understand this. But she's saying she had a little dog called Jasper. Is that correct? Yeah. And she's, uh, I'm making this up. She, and, and I'm so like making it up. So I'm debunking it as I'm doing. I'm saying I am lying to you. And she's you're making it up it. or you had other... I'm not making, well, I'm telling them correct information. But at the same time, I'm saying, I am lying to you. Yes, so, yes, yes. So it's a kind of an interesting... I, Felt theatrically kind of an interesting sort right. of weird play. Anyway, so after the show, there was a girl at stage door who said to me, um, could you put me in touch with my grandmother? And I said, well, I hope it was clear from the show that I can't really do it. I'm kind of yeah. debunking it. She went, oh, no, no, I know it's fake and everything, but would, would you be able to put me in touch with my grandmother? And it was just a really interesting moment of like our capacity for that kind of dissonance to like hold those twin ideas. And you had the completely conflicting. Is... Extraordinary. So our capacity to essentially kind of fool ourselves, I think, is mm. so... To want to believe. Yeah. To yeah, want to believe that yeah. this person can or that this person's yeah. Yeah, connecting through someone somehow. To yeah, exactly. And I think there's, there's a lot of that you've got to get through before you reach the possibility of anyone doing it for real. What do you think is your greatest superpower? Because I, I think you can do a lot of things extremely well, and you, I feel like you're a mash, you're a student of life and understanding people, and you've been doing this for a long time. But what do you think is your greatest skill set? You're very kind. I'm happy if my you know breath smells okay. In the afternoon. <laughs> um, you have a uh, weak handshake. I understand. My, <laughs> if I have a toolkit, mm -hmm. like if a, you know a magician has got his you know deck of cards, or whatever. I think yeah. my toolkit is people's is people's stories that they tell themselves. I think that's that's what interests me. It's like it, can you give me, an example? Well, or? so like, like even just like a magic trick, right? You are when you watch a you might watch a card trick and you go, you know, he he, he had me pick a card and then he put the card back in the deck and it disappeared and then it was in my it was in my pocket. That's impossible. Now that that is a story you're telling yourself and you're going from point A to point B to point C, but of course there's like also a point one, a point two, uh -huh, you know. Uh -huh. But you what the magician's doing is just encouraging you to edit the story in such a way that normally all the sleight of hand happens right in front of you, but you don't pay attention because it doesn't seem important. And then the bits that do seem important are the bits that later are going to join up to form the story, right? And they're a little... Like, there's a, when I used, to, I used to do a lot of this kind of magic, and, like, a thing I'd always say is, so let's say you've got, like, a deck of cards at the beginning that is in a special order, so you can't shuffle them, but there's a point halfway through the trick where they can shuffle them. I would normally say at that point, okay, look, shuffle the cards again, but this time do it under the table, right? So they follow that instruction, but it sounds like they've shuffled the cards before, to them, does that make shuffle sense? Shuffle the cards again. Because I say shuffle the cards again, but this time do it under the table. Now they haven't shuffled the cards before because mm. they were in a special order. But then later when they're reconstructing the trick in their head, let alone when they're then telling someone else about the trick. Shuffle the card a bunch of times. Yeah, I shoved it at the beginning, you know, and it's it's like a false memory that you start to implant. Yeah. So, wow. so, uh, so, you're, so it's just, yeah, you're just working with stories. And so what I do, because like, the sort of magic I do isn't very like proppy, it's kind of like more based around suggestion. Yeah. So it really is, there's, there's also conjuring in it as well. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm using magic techniques too, but largely, like the bit that interests me and the, the story of it is just, yeah, it's people's ongoing perception. If you think about it, again, I go back to magic. A magician can do four things. Any magician. He can make something appear from nowhere or disappear or transpose or levitate. Mm. That's it. That's like in lots like, of different ways. Exactly. Yeah. So like that, that's like four pillars. Now with what I do, same four pillars. I can read something, I can influence something, or guess 
It's more like a reading. I can predict something. Hmm. Or I can make things move like the spoon bending or telekinesis stuff, brain power. On that, you build a story. Different, different story. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you know, you talk about motivational speaking, okay? Thinking positive, it's a fact. People need to think more positive. But every person takes it to how they see it and how they look at it. At the end, it's all about mindfulness and, and you know, getting yourself into the right position. But yeah. same thing here. There's four elements and I build the story, the crazy story around. And I give you, in the middle of the story, I give you traps and I give you ideas and I give you, oh, I think I know how we did that. And then something coming to the blog. So it's, it's a show. It's a live show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to entertain people. And when I see, and this is the truth, when I see people wondering, and here's an interesting thing that I don't think I, I, nobody talked about it. What is a sense of wonder? What is it? What do you think is a wonder? What is when, wonder? When someone is wondering. They're curious. But you left. You went like, oh my God, oh my God. Some people will cry. Mm-hmm. Some people will go like this, and some people will just, hmm. And there's, lo- I mean, Emotion, we know. Emotion, yeah. Exactly. You know, laughter, you know, it's universal. This is laughter. Right. Sadness, you know, it's the opposite. Angry, you know, it's like this. Wonder, it's very individual. If you think of wonder, not everybody will go like this. <gasps> not everyone. Some people will go like this. Some people would be like shocked. Once I had a show and nobody clapped their hands at the end and I was felt sorry. I said, no, you understand. They were too shocked. Oh, wow. So I had to reprogram the show <laughs> to get uh, to, uh, to applause. Uh, applause. Yeah. So it's very interesting if you think about it. And when I see the audience wondering, becoming children again, that's amazing. Wow. And that's why I do what I do. Do you feel like you had a good childhood? Define a good childhood. Well, you say you want people to be like children again. That means... I believe, you know, I have two children of my own. And you know, the children, did you see that there's an amazing scene from the movie The Prestige? You see a magician, he's taking a little bird and he goes like this, and the bird disappears. And the audience goes, oh my God. And the bird appears like in another place. (laughs) So everybody's like clapping their hand and the little boy is asking, what happened to the first bird? Mm-hmm. And really, the magician had like a mechanic, something that he makes her, the, so he kills the first board. Oh, no. Or something like that. But children has a sense of wonder. They touch the iron because they're curious. And then they get uh, the burn. And they, uh, they uh, you know, I see my, my kid is doing something from, from Lego. And he's like, oh, look what I've done, what I've done. It's amazing. They have this. When we grow up, we start to lose this. You go into the box. You have your work and, you know everything in the news, and we start to lose this, this amazing feeling. Of so, wonder. Of wonder. And I'm here to get back. And you know, I don't want to name dropping, but you know some of the people that I perform Absolutely. for? Absolutely. doesn't matter who you are. You can be known, I don't know, rich, poor, everybody's like leveled. And they have the sense of wonder, which is amazing. So wow. It's a wonderful feeling. How old are your kids? Four and two. And do you perform mentalism on them? It's hard because mentalism is very... Uh, Sometimes it's not visual. It's not like magic visual. Sometimes it's very intellectual, you know. Something you you think about later. You think about, so it's hard to express it, but working on that. You're working out with them? A little bit. Because you're not like, voila, like there's there's something in front of you. Exactly, exactly. It's not an act. Exactly. That's why when I do a big show, even if I I do a show for 3,000 people, the stage and the screen, the production will be modest because... It's not going to be explosions and stuff right, like smoke that. Smoke and everything, yeah. There's, a little, of course, lighting and we have screens and we have cameras because it's all about the interaction, but it's not going to be like 
fireworks and stuff like right. that because it's all about what's happening there. It's not about, about it's not about how big it is. It's about how, how emotional it is. How important is storytelling in mentalism? That's it's everything. The, huh? That's everything. It's everything. How did you learn how to tell better stories? I didn't. I didn't. I'll tell you a little story. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 10 years ago, I did a show, and the guy came to me and told me, I have a show for a, a company, for a Swatch group in Switzerland, the Swatch brand. Mm -hmm. And I have all the retailers. Do you think it's, it's amazing? you think you can do something connected to the watch? And then I was like, Hmm, it's like, ding, I have an idea. And then started infotainment. Infotainment, yeah. Infotainment, which is creating this stuff. I said, okay, so I know how to guess things for dice. What if it wasn't a dice? What if it was uh, different messages of a company? And you look at something and say, oh, you're looking at how important is the connection with the workers. And then I, would, I, I find myself talking about the messages, conveying the messages, but in a way that people remembers it. Right. So for Swatch, I took 10 people on stage. I told them to, one of the acts, hold your hand above your watch, count to three, and I actually stopped all their watches. Stopped completely. You didn't touch their watches. I told them that I was going like this to them, the watches stopped. But you didn't touch the watches. The audience goes wild, never touch the watch. The audience goes wild. Wow. One lady from those 10 people said, my watch is still working. And I started to act like, no way, what's Nervous, going on, what's yeah. going on, what's going on? No, 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 it didn't stop. And I was, let me see, let me see. And I was going like, oh, you have this watch. And that was like a moment because and then I said, what do you have, what do you have? And I talked about all the other brands wow. that I could stop, but I could not stop the watch. That's powerful. And the message was, <laughs> I can't do it. That's brilliant. And it was a metaphor. Of course, by the way, I could stop any of the watches. I just made it look like I, I, I acted as right, I do. Right. And I saw the owner of, uh, Mr. Hayek is the owner of, he passed away, but uh, back then he was like, because you had 700 people who sell his watches and now we wanted to say, <laughs> how good is the watch? Wow. So then, then I found That's myself brilliant. flying for uh, lots of uh, corporations, Fortune 500 companies, cybersecurity. For IBM, I did a competition, who is smarter, me or Watson? Mm -hmm. You know, the artificial intelligence. Right. For Google, we did something, uh, who is faster in searching? Uh, master mentalist or Google? So I create this, and I think this works on a principle that if I ask you, what were you wearing uh, three weeks ago on Monday? Nobody, nobody knows. Don't know. But if I ask you, what did you do on the day of September 11 when the plane hits the twin, you remember exactly what you did. Yeah. Can you remember what I was doing? <laughs> I know. I was, <laughs> no, but I remember what I was doing. Yeah. Why do you remember it? Because it was an emotional impact. Yeah. Bad, negative one. You remember also the good things. My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. If you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give 
give you an extra stream of income, and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quaker has been a trusted name in breakfast for over 145 years, which is crazy to think about because that means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, and the ballpoint pen. And while clearly a lot of things have changed since 1877, some things have stayed the same, like the great taste and quality of Quaker oats. I mean, I think we all grew up with Quaker in our household. Quaker has something for everyone, like old-fashioned and quick oats, great for cooking and baking, or instant oatmeal in different flavors flavors and varieties, one of my faves for a quick breakfast. And whether it's lower sugar or added protein or fiber, Quaker Oats can satisfy the whole family. There's even Quaker Fruit Fusion with real fruit pieces, added vitamins, and no artificial colors for a bold start to a bold morning. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats in your local grocery store. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can't emphasize enough how important therapy is for everyone. I can't imagine what my life would look like now if I hadn't made the decision to start working with a professional on my mental and emotional health. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. You do fail videos as well. We're like, oh, we right, messed up. Right, right. That was initially, I, there was a you know a couple of tricks right where I like I didn't get it right. And then there was a situation, I can't remember which, what, what happened. Oh yeah, this is what it was. It was, in, it was in my Rome video that went insane. It's on 135 million views on Facebook, yeah. over a million shares. And what it was, it was um, these, these three Asian ladies sitting by like the Colosseum. I saw this one. You saw yeah, exactly. Yeah. I saw, you burst out laughing. You saw yes. that in front of me, yeah. Yes. And I went over to them and I, I plucked like a sponge ball from behind their ear. Right. And I was expecting, you know, applause, yeah. <laughs> just some type of reaction. And they, and they just stared at me. Right. And I just kind of stared at them. And there was just this moment of nothingness. And, you know, I, I put that into the video as this kind of fast paced viral, you know, like crazy, like high yeah, energy yeah. magic, like boom, boom, boom. Everyone's you know, tagging their friends, sharing. But then the most, the most tags and, and shares, the most tags and, and seem to be from comments. This, this clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, exactly. The most comments where everyone's tagging their friends going, lol, this is, yeah. So, so I was it's like, from wow. The fail, it's from right. the fail tri right, trip. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I have the slow-mo with the sad music. I wouldn't say that too much. You might get striked on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The what I would say is that when you're looking on your newsfeed, things are going viral from all walks of life. Whether it's inspirational talks to, um, you know, to, 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 to asking for, you know, uh, you know, uh, cancer research donations mm -hmm. to puppies to to magic tricks to, to social experiments to you know health awareness, everything in its different formats. Sure. Political business. stuff, everything. Exactly right. So so people that say, oh, you're a magician, 
you know, you, you know, it's not even true because most magicians don't go viral. I'm, I'm, right. I mean, I think I'm the only really the only really 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 viral magician i've got a few friends that are doing social media really well but i'm definitely the one that's consistently making viral videos so i wouldn't for magic for magic mm -hmm. um so i wouldn't i wouldn't say that oh you're a magician that makes much difference because a lot of magicians that yeah. can't get any views exactly exactly but what i mean there are a few great guys don't get me wrong right. um but what i would say is um you there is a there is a formula to going viral okay mm. particularly particularly on facebook right and the formula is to remember Okay, that 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 um, on Facebook people are just scrolling. They scroll, 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 scroll. So you got to catch them. Right on YouTube, it's a different story. YouTube is about long form content. It's about fan base, right? Facebook is about virality. It's about sharing. It's about something exploding on the internet, right? So you have got to remember, YouTube and Facebook are very different. They're both powerful. So what I would say is that for my YouTube audience, um, you know, I've got a more, a more and my Instagram audience, I've got a more loyal fan base that understand what I'm up to in life. With Facebook, it's just about viral. You know, if you can smash a hundred million views on a video, you can build a, a huge audience, and, and from that, you can target, you know, target ads. You can build a business. You, you know, get exposure. You can potentially, you know, start to get loads of emails um, from building your brand. But, but let me answer your question. So. On Facebook, people are scrolling. You need to catch their attention. So forget about a long introduction, right? The first three seconds are crucial. So if I was in your position, right? Let me, let me say in my, in my position, I've just released a video on Facebook called Miami Reacts to Magic. It's on about three and a half million views in three hours. And the first three seconds of that video, something really interesting is happening. It's like, bang, magic trick, someone freaks out, right? So it's catchy. First three seconds. So you first got that formula seconds. down. You know, okay, yeah. here's the moment. Exactly. We're putting that exactly. first. Yeah. And to put that into your position, say you were going to do an inspirational talk on how to build a business. For me, if I was in your position, which is which is a similar thing to what Gary Vaynerchuk has done. Some of his videos have had 20, 30, 50 million views yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Um, he starts with something interesting. So he'll ask you a question. You know, so so it might be, you know, the, the first three seconds might be, so what do you want in life? That could be an example, mm. you know, or yeah. it could be like, you know, when you die, what are you going to regret? Just something that brings people in, right? So, that, so that's what I would say. Have a, have a snappy introduction. Have Start a question, evoking question. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a question, but just think to yourself: Are people going to find this interesting? Yes. Because I've seen the difference between putting a boring introduction and, a, and a, an interesting introduction, and it can lead to the difference of millions of views. Right. Because if people click off straight away, it's gonna, you're going to have way less people who are going to share that video. It's going to go way less viral. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so that's the first part. Yeah. First part. So, okay, so forget these long introductions. It's not a YouTube video. People don't know who you are. You're talking to people that some of them may have no idea who you are. Right. Especially when it gets reshared onto some random person's timeline in the in the Philippines. Yes. You know, and, and they just want to they want to see something in action. Yes. Right. Second thing, right? Make sure that what the content you're making is is comment. People want to tag their friends. Right. So if you're doing something inspirational, you want to create the type of content that people want to tag their friends. So whether it's funny or emotionally eliciting or it's cute, right? It's very important that you're, you're creating format that people want to tag their friends because that's what, that's what you know, Facebook is all about and, and Instagram as well. It's right. about people tagging their friends, making, making each other aware. The most viral videos in the world are the ones where people are, people are tagging their friends and you know, shareable videos, which are, is inherent to the video being viral. Right, right. Yeah. okay. So that's the next thing. Yeah. Is there another element? Oh, is there's having I think clickbait, having a clickbait thumbnail. Having an image. Do you yep. always have an image thumbnail yeah, on Facebook I, I, as well? I actually take it separately. Yeah, I take it separately. Separate image. Yeah. And you upload it with the video. Yeah. You can yeah. make a, a thumbnail in Facebook video. Right. Is that the deal? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, I subtitle everything. On Facebook, seventy percent of people sometimes well, don't turn on the sound right because they're at work. They're scrolling. You know, mm -hmm. there's no sound. So I subtitle everything manually. I know Facebook have like an auto. 
subtitles, but I don't even bother with that. I just subtitle it manually, make it crystal clear. You yeah. want to make your content crystal clear. Where some videos lack is there is a lack of clarity. So maybe set, you know, fifteen seconds to nineteen seconds. There's there's um you know something happens that's not Confusion. very it's not exactly. Exactly. And then there's no easier place to exit than the internet. You just carry on scrolling yeah. or you click on. I'm off. lost. Gone. Exactly. So it's got to be crystal clear yeah. throughout the entire thing. Right. What's the duration, the length that you found is the best length for something to be shared? Yeah. So if we're talking Facebook, I guess right now we're on yes. the Facebook topic. I'd say between one and two minutes. Facebook are pushing long, long form, longer form content. Um, so if you can make a two, three minute video that's, that's, that's viral, that's a great video, then so be it. But Six second videos don't really seem to do. If you look on, if you look at your your feed now, there's not really many six second videos anymore, are they? Because no. on the algorithm, Facebook are pushing long form content the same way they're introducing new TV shows and they're introducing monetization for videos mm-hmm. over a minute and a half. They're, they're introducing this Putting big an ad scheme. and a half way, yeah. exactly. That, that's being introduced. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think so. A minute to two minutes, and if you can extend it to three or four, and right. still keep it interesting and good Absolutely. edits and exactly. subtitles crystal clear Definitely. and unique and, and yeah. you know are thought provoking exactly, yeah. then you can kind of stretch yeah. it to three or four right, it sounds like right. I, I keep my videos I try and keep them between two and three minutes because I know that that's going to reach most of my audience because it's a, it's a longer form video so it's going to mm-hmm. you know show better on the sure. algorithm and then what about the end of a video we talked about the beginning yeah. the middle what about the end yeah well it's nice to have a twist alright so if you look at the most viral videos on the planet with the, the viners or, mm-hmm. or you know there's, there's or, or even with my video so the video that got 135 or whatever it is 133 million views from uh, from may there was a funny twist at the end which is where i steal the guy's girlfriend with the magic trick and it was more of a sketch than an actual trick yes. but people tagged this the, hell like out the of grandparents friends. right is that, yeah, yeah yeah it was with yeah exactly yeah the was, older lady and the older guy right, was yeah, like yeah, running yeah. after you in rome yeah, or something yeah. the video it was called how to impress a girl with a magic trick yes. and the final clip was that I, I make a lollipop appear from fire yes and then she she give me a kiss on the cheek and then the final the very final clip is me walking off with her and her husband running after me shouting hey that's my wife yes cut yes. people <laughs> it's just funny yeah. people want to share i mean that video has over a million shares crazy uh, yeah yeah. And right now it's getting shares probably about, you know, 50 to 100 shares a minute right at this very second. Still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we reverse engineer. Yes. So my work as an engineer, I don't, I could barely screw in a light bulb. My, my wife makes fun of me. But the way that I think, the way that we, like the way that I dissect my routines is I first think of the effect. So I think, what do I want you to think happened? Right. Here's what would be really cool to me. So it'd be really cool to me if I could tell you to think of anyone, but I'm influencing where you're going to go with that person before you even know it. And I'm going to tell you that person's name and I'm going to- Don't make it an athlete. That's too obvious. Don't make it this. Oh, so, okay, narrow it down. Psychology 101. It's the same way that a salesperson, if they're very Mm -hmm. pushy, the used car salesman says, you get this car, get this car, your guard is up. But if you walk into a place and they kind of talk to you and they go, you know what? This might not be right for you. I'm going to, I think maybe your business is better elsewhere. You're intrigued. This guy doesn't want my money. What do you mean? That's how you hook people in. There's so many little facets. Yeah. yeah. There's interesting thing. Pickup artist. Did you ever see that book by uh, by Neil Strauss? Yeah, Neil yeah, Strauss. I know him the very game. Well. He's a good friend of mine. So a lot of those guys started as magicians, and a lot of what they talk about mm-hmm. uh, is very applicable to what I do, literally. But not for picking up, you know, picking up like girls right, or anything. Right. It's knowing how people think in their decision-making, knowing how social dynamics work, mm. how people think when they're one at a time or versus in a group dynamic. And I, 
you know, I work on that all the time. That's really? so much of my show is knowing how I'm going to affect and influence somebody when they're amongst mm-hmm. others. When somebody is with their peers, colleagues, or whether they're with their boss, all of those things play in when I do a show. Really? Oh, yeah. Huge. So when you see someone, when you go into a room or a restaurant and you're thinking like, when you see someone, do you think like, what's the trick? Or I mean, what's the, the thing I want to do? Not the trick, but the, you know, the thing Jason Bourne. You know Jason Bourne, the first movie? One of my yes. favorite scenes ever is when they bring him into the restaurant and he tells you so everything right this, now. This, this, Boom, this. I know what that guy's wearing. I know yes. what that license plate is. I know that. That, no BS, is exactly what I've trained my mind to do. In They're, every room. Every, if I walk into most rooms, like I had a show last night for 85 people in San Antonio, Texas, I knew every single person's name in that room, every single person's first name. How? Well, that, that's memory work. So I've oh. worked on memory. So you, you, you met every person. Well, during the cocktail hour, I walk around, I say I hello. You. I you met everyone. Yeah. I even if I don't meet them, they have name tags. Wow. I know I, I'm going to know everything about them. I know who worked for the host company. I know who didn't. I know who's wow. superior to who. And I've got the social dynamics on this. Wow. This guy's got a wedding band. You know, I can see that it's scuffed. I know this guy's been married probably 15, 20 years. I everything like that is fodder for the show. Sure. That's a, additional stuff. You're just like, wow, this guy's good. That is the show. Yeah. So when you hear about cold reading and stuff mm-hmm. that a lot of psychics and mediums do. I'm not here to tell you what's real and not real. I just know that so much of what I see a lot of psychics do, I could do exactly the same, right. and I could do it with no supernatural abilities. I can do it based on the here, the now, my five senses, and what I'm able to do. Yeah, asking a couple questions and, yeah, just being aware. Leading of, questions, yes. knowing where people's motivations are. I know that they want to hear a certain thing, so I'm going to bring them in that direction. It's kind of like if I knew one thing about you. Let's say, Lewis, I learned one thing about you. Let's say I knew exactly that you were going to think uh, about your brother who's uh, you know, a mm-hmm. world-known jazz violinist, number one in the world. What I might do is mention my siblings and go into that and then have a facet where I ask somebody else in here to think of their sibling. And then I wait that moment and I kind of put the hook in. And I know that I've just said it where you're going to go, well, what does my brother do? And I know that information. Everything I've done is craft a scenario right. that's going to set in motion you asking me the question that I know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is setting up what you already know. Uh, not always, but mm. I try to do multiple different. So I have that would be if I did that more than once, you would instantly catch on. Right. So what I do is I mix methods in my show. I teach you how I did one thing slightly, and then I do the same thing in a totally different way, and you go, "What the f?" <laughs> so that's the fun of it. If yeah. I did a show and you didn't understand anything, you would get very bored and you'd get exasperated and annoyed with me. I like to spread breadcrumbs. The whole show, I teach you little things, really? takeaways, and that's why you have fun. Mm. Yeah. So you're teaching people what you're doing as you're doing it. Absolutely. Like elements to, of it. You're not trying to like hide the magic of it. Oh, no. I, I will show people how to detect lies during the show. Wow. And, and so I'll, I'll do things, body language reads. I'm not teaching you to be a mentalist, right. but I'm giving away a little bit of the craft while I go because that's what hooks you in. You go, yeah. wow. And so as it gets Every phase gets a little more impressive, and then you do something even crazier. You go, well, if he did that, how did he do that one? It just makes it more fun. You need to build. Mm, sure, sure. Um, does mentalism have to do more with emotional intelligence or observing people's behavior? So it has to do with both in the same way that a hypnotist, if you say to me, I don't want to be hypnotized, I don't want to be hypnotized, I'm not going to be hypnotized, right. then at the end of the day, you won't be hypnotized. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. The power of suggestion. So. But a hypnotist, a very talented, good one, can diffuse that person's underlying tension or why are they so nervous or what are they scared of or what's the problem. So in, in most scenarios, I try to get to the root of will this person be good to work with or not. And when I'm doing a big show, I can quickly avoid people that I just don't really? think are going to be fun. Right. Because some people, if let's say 
I walk up to you and you just had a really rough day or you got really bad news. And I don't want that. I don't ever want to bring up, my show is not ever going to bring you bad news. It's, it's, it's a fun show. It's interactive. So I'll kind of shy away from that. But to answer the question, I think that it's more about observing people than the emotional intelligence because certain people, I just can't read well. There's no really? way around it. Yeah, like so I can do certain things with them, but we won't get to the next level with them. It's just that simple. There's no way around it. And, and then they'll come up to me the show and be like, well, why didn't you do something more with me? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, read your mind. yeah, you exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. It was a bit what, more um, opaque than others. So what's the perfect person to work for, with? Or who do you see? What's the type of person you see? You're like, yes, that's going to be a good person to work with. It's, it what it runs the gamut of the extreme. So the people that are most believing and most into it are always the most fun. And also the ones that are at the opposite end that are the most skeptical because nothing's better than having somebody, yeah, arms crossed, body language like this. And I seek them out in the show. I have a lot of funny bits that are just literally finding that person that that's going to say, there's no way you're going to know this. And that's the best moment ever when you get that right. Cause that's when you get the explosive reactions on stage, Mm. on TV and the ones like the David Blaine things where you just know in today's day and age where everything can be faked, everything can be reshot. But authenticity can't be faked. Like when you see someone's real reaction, you know it's not actors. You know yeah. it's you just can't fake it. It's yeah. very difficult to fake surprise and being blown away. Mm. People can notice when it's when it's off. You know? Yeah, of course. They can. Is there ever a what do you call it? If you don't you don't call it a trick, but do you call it something else? Trick, routine, effect, routine. whatever you want. Is there ever an, an I don't mind trick. I mean, at the end of the day I'm tricking you, but right. my goal isn't the trick. Right. It, it, if you figure out how I did it, some of the time, it's more impressive than actually not knowing. Really? There's certain things I do where when you know, if you actually figure it out, somebody will walk up to me and goes, you couldn't have possibly done this and this. I go, that's exactly what I did. And he goes, there's no way. He goes, that's <laughs> insane. So it's some of the things wow. are even more impressive once you figure them out because they seem so ballsy. They go, there's, right. you just did that in front of thousands of people. Like that could have gone wrong. What if, right. what if? And I go, that's exactly, that's the rush. I've been working with Teller without a break, and that's important, because you can talk about Mick and Keith Stones, and you can talk about how long they've been working, but they had three or four year breaks where they didn't talk to each other. Teller and I have been working continuously without a break, and really without even 10 days. Of a break? Uh, Yeah, for 44 years. 44 years. And we are the longest running headliners in the history of Las Vegas, wow. not just running now. We've been running in the same theater, the uh, conveniently named Penn and Teller Theater, for, uh, for 19 years. And uh, we've been in Vegas now for uh, 24, 25, something like that. Wow. And, but it's been 44 years. I started working with Teller actually a little before uh, I turned 20. Wow. Uh, and uh, it's all I've ever done. You know, and my, my children, my children have said to me, now, if you weren't doing a magic show with Teller, what would you be doing? And I said, well, children, I would be in prison. <laughs> this kept you focused. Yeah. There's nothing else I know how to do. Right. I have no other skills. Yeah. Your, your dad has no other skills at all. This is what I know. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are, I believe. I believe Tommy Smothers, when the Smothers brothers retired said uh, it's now Penn and Teller who've been working the longest. Wow. And that's the way that'll, that'll be for a while. The idea of a partnership started having words like codependence as pejorative words started sneaking in on partnerships. Partnerships are, um, can be very, very powerful. 
And the codependence becomes really interesting because there's stuff that I might have ended up being good at that I have no skills in at all because Teller's so good at them. Right. You know, because when we started, when we were young, if one of us was a little better at something, they just did it. You do that, I'll do this. Yeah. yeah. So there's all this time that I don't know how to do that because Teller's good at it. So you can almost look. Hmm. We didn't start out. You know, people talk about how, boy, you two are amazing because your strengths and weaknesses fit together perfectly. We didn't start out that way. <laughs> you develop that, you know? It's like, oh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> right, right. You know, well, with me, with Teller, too, it's that we never could. When you're in your early 20s, you're learning what you're going to do. And if they put you on a track where you're not, you know, and you see that, you know, you see that in sports, right? I mean, uh, guys who... Yeah. Uh, Guys who are in high school, professional sports figures, are always the best at everything, single thing in their high school. Yeah. And then ten years later, they can't play those other sports. Right. They become, you know, they become that. Yeah. And you see that in theater too. You see people who are um, tremendous they, when they were in high school. They are comedy and drama and writing and directing and producing and acting. They can do everything. And then 15 years later, they only direct soap operas. Yeah. And those yeah, are the right, skills right. they have. Everything else has fallen away. Teller is probably the best alive now, among the best that's ever lived, at being able to see the stage uh, from the audience point of view and forget what he knows. It is uh, a skill that is always important in art. Mm. If Whether you're painting, whether you're doing music, you have to have the feeling of what is it like to be someone else hearing this. It has to be um, uh, the opposite of solipsistic. You, you've got to see yourself outside. Really useful skill. But in magic... When you're doing a performance or... Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Well, you, have to, you have to know. You have to have a theory of mind. Uh -huh. When you're talking to somebody, you have to be able to... In order to say a sentence to you, I have to be able to imagine what you're like hearing that and who you are. And if I were doing this interview with someone that English was a second language, it would change the entire interview. Sure. If I was doing this with somebody who was uh, was was particularly... You know, one it matters who you're talking yeah. to. And to get a general, what's it like for a person to walk into the Penn & Teller Theater? What is that person like? Well, that is what you need for comedy or music or anything. But in magic, you've got a whole different thing because mm. you know things that they will never know that if they did know would change their experience profoundly. Sure, sure. So Teller's able to say, no one's going to see your left hand going into your pocket there. And you go, ha. How do you, you know? know? How do you know? <laughs> and Teller's able to, to do that shift, that wow. ego shift. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friend. Tag me. Let me know what you thought about this. And the link for that is lewishouse.com slash 815. You can go back to that link and see all the show notes Check out who each individual is, the links to their specific episodes, so you can listen to those as well, the full interviews with them, because they're all very powerful. And if you don't follow me on YouTube yet, make sure to go to youtube.com slash Lewis We've got almost a half a million subscribers over there. We put all of our videos out there from our podcast as well. And we've got some amazing inspirational content that we don't have on the podcast that we release every single week. So go to youtube.com slash Lewis Subscribe, leave a comment, like a video. Let me know what you think there. 
You can also find me on the Instagram as I hang out there a lot. We're constantly posting clips and videos and inspirational quotes. So if you want that daily feed of inspiration, then follow me at Lewis Howes and let me know what you think over there. Spread the message of greatness. If you want to be a hero in someone's life, just text them a link to this episode or another episode. You can be a champion for someone. You can help someone by giving. It's very easy to give. You can give through a smile, a hug, a a nice gesture, a text acknowledging someone. You can send them a link to this podcast or something else that you liked online as well. But be a giver today and spread this message. And the more you do that, the more it helps us grow and, and, and bring more people into this community of conscious achievers. If we go back to the beginning, the quote, Khalil Gibran said, the appearance of things change according to the emotions and thus we see magic and beauty in them, while the magic and beauty are really in ourselves. You have the power to create magic in every moment of your life. You have the emotion and the imagination to connect an idea and bring it to life. You are the alchemist of your world. You can turn an idea, a thought, and bring it into reality. That is magic, my friend. You are a gift and you are born for a reason. It's time to bring your gifts to the world. Bring magic, real magic to the world by being your truest self and offering your gifts to others. I love you so very much and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. 
At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.